Hello everyone, how is everyone doing today? This is episode 4 of Life Union Video Games, where there is going to be a motto in one of these episodes someday. In this episode, I take you on a journey through the iterations I did on a voice acting project from a first recording to the last recording. I bring your attention to all the work that went in that you don't hear in this episode. I talk about what I added, why things were added the way they were. Because I like showing people the progress of things. I want to show people that no one just starts out with something good. Learning something new takes time. The first effort in a project is never the best. I start out this episode talking about and ruminating about why when we work on a project for a month, two months, three months, even longer, why do we not feel that we are making progress? I end the episode with words of encouragement. These words are spoken to anyone out there who is starting a new project or new endeavor. These words are going out to the people who are practicing a new skill. These words are going out to the person who needs a little bit of, a little bow, a little bit of, a little bit of juice to their step. They just need that extra nudge in the right direction to keep doing what they're enjoying. I hope you will enjoy this journey that you and I are about to walk through. And without further ado, episode four. I, I do enjoy showing people progress I make in my endeavors because I want other people to see and to understand that when you start something, it's not going to be good. You can't compare yourself starting out to somebody who's done that activity for 10, 20 years. If somebody asks me for programming advice or help on a problem and they go, wow, I'm dumb. It's like, no, you're not. You're not dumb. You're, you just, you don't know any of this. You're not dumb. You just don't know. That's why I started the YouTube channel, Practice Makes Better, or and I just call it that, Programming Guide, because I wanted to, sh I wanted to show the world that even I, as a developer, is struggling with Haskell. When I was running my meetup code in Caffeine, I had a person who was in a boot camp show me a project he was working on. It was in JavaScript, and it was a pizza ordering system. 
I think he was doing the I want X item on my pizza and the image of the pizza updates with the item. So if you want pepperoni, chose pepperoni on the pizza. And I told him, hey, I can't do that. I was like, well, no, I could, but I would be bad at it and I would be slower than you. He's like, really? And I said, yes, I'm a back-end programmer. I know a lot of back-end technologies and code and languages and I've done a little bit of JavaScript, but you have more knowledge on how to use JavaScript to achieve this than I do. And he's like, wow, that makes you feel good. I'm like, you're welcome. It's not just me. It's not just you. I believe a lot of people in the world start something new and look at somebody who's been doing it for 10 or 20 years and just for some reason goes, man, I'm not like that. Thus, I'm bad. I'm like, eh, What? I thought the same thing, too, when I was younger. When I was in junior year of college, I was in this class. I forgot what class it was. The class doesn't matter. I was working in a group with three other people. We decided to meet in the library to discuss the project we were working on. Now, at this time, I had been a full-time developer, working as a developer, getting money for writing code for about three years at this point. I get to the table, and I'm waiting for everyone else to show up, and the table next to me are um, junior CSS students. Not junior as in the year, but junior as in they just started out to learn about computer science and software. And they were being asked basic questions that any introduction to programming textbook will say. Things like, what is an array? How do you access the first in the first item in the array? How do you access the last item? And this was in Java and C Sharp, where, you know, you had array.length. And other questions like, what's a Boolean? And I realized that I know these answers. Students next to me were struggling to answer these, not because they were stupid, but because they're learning it for the first time. And at, at that point... I came to realize I have actually learned quite a bit on programming, and I am more confident than I was three years ago. And I remember struggling to count in binary, to use my fingers to count in binary, to understand how to go from uh, base 10 to base 2, although now, since I've never done it, I might not be able to do it as fast as somebody who's going to college. When we start a project for the first time that we've never done anything before, woodworking, painting, drawing, dance, interpretive dance, I don't know. We are all going to be bad at it. And that doesn't mean we're bad people. I don't know. <laughs> Can't think of a good answer. But we all start somewhere. If we compare our work to somebody who's doing it for 20 years, that's a bad comparison. And so I ask, well, why? Why, when we start something, do we look at somebody who's been doing this for a long time and go, well, they've been doing this for so good. My work is not like their work. Thus, I'm not going to be good. I don't know. I do actually think it has to come to the media, especially now with social media and hustle culture and everything. We see people who are rich, they're famous. They have this really cool skill, but 
no one or a rare amount of people show themselves when they were first learning that skill. When, you know, if they started woodworking or playing the guitar or playing the bass, they don't they don't have videos of them learning how to play the bass or learning how to play the guitar. You just see the end result of hours of practice and hours of dedication to the craft. I do believe that's part of it. I actually do believe that's that's the majority of the issues. We see someone who's already good at this, and probably they might even be younger than us, and we go, wow. Fuck. And, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, social media. <laughs> but, yeah, we see people who are just better than us, but they've also been practicing for five, six, seven years. What do we have on somebody's when been practicing that long? And then we get to things like, well, if they've been practicing so long, what's the point if I start now? And all I have to say is, movies still need grandma and grandpas for actors. Just because you're 60 with gray hair doesn't mean you can't be an actor. Sure, you can't play the role of a kid and you can't play the role of an adult, but you can play the role of a grandma or grandpa. Now, before I get to the fun part of this podcast episode... I want to talk about one more thing, and that is why, do you remember back, like, I don't know, two minutes ago when I was showing the example of me in the library waiting for my teammates, and I heard other people doing CSS questions, like beginner CSS questions, and I finally learned that, I realized, had the epiphany that, oh, I am learning. Well, for the first three years, and even before that, why did I not feel like I was learning? How did I not realize that I was climbing up this hill? Not just me. Everyone has this. It's it's difficult. And the level of difficulty doesn't get easier until you get to a certain point where you are confident in your work. When I was you know, when I was learning programming, you learn about what's an array. You know, what's a Boolean? How do you use a Boolean? How do you use an array? And then as you go on and on, then you learn about polymorphism and you learn about abstract classes and you learn about item uh, templates and itemized lists and stuff. Every day or every week, you're introduced to more concepts that you have to learn and then you can write them down, but then you have to apply them to your programming and you have to try them out. You have to experience experiment with them to figure out what is the best tool for the situation I'm in. That takes experimentation. And so with the learning of new things, plus experimenting and asking yourself, is this right? Is this wrong? And going back in time to look at yourself in the past and go, could I have made a better decision? We are never aware of how far we have gone. For example, my wife is not good at platforming, which is fine. She doesn't really like playing platforming games. She does sometimes, but I'm there to help her. And the reason why she doesn't is because she has... uh, hmm, I I can't think of the right word here. She has told me, which makes sense and is true, even if she gets through the current obstacle that's in the level or on the screen, there will be another obstacle that's a tad bit harder. The effort she has to exert to get past the obstacle is the same. It's just she has to then use what she learned in the previous screen or level in this new screen or level. And as an adult who is maybe trying to go, I just want to get to the end, that's very hard to do. 
with learning something, you can't go, oh, I just, if I just get to the end of the level, I'll be fine. And then I'll be done. It's an experimentation thing. You gotta, you know, you can't have, oh my God, I'm getting into goals. You can't have the goal of, okay, once I finish this, I'm done. Cause then you're going to get mad when you fail and you set this weird boundary. And there's been plenty of times recently where I have realized I've gotten into that mentality and I just stop what I'm doing because I'm not having fun anymore. The goal is not to have fun and do this thing. The goal is, oh, I need to get to this arbitrary point. And if I don't get to this arbitrary point, I have to keep playing the game until I do. Yeah, three things, right? Don't compare yourself to somebody who has been working on their craft for way longer than you have. And second is, as long as you're, like, spending dedicated time to learn something, you're learning. It doesn't matter if your first attempt is shit, you got something. I have a wooden desk thing in front of me. It's a floor desk. It's a floor desk. That's what it is. And I couldn't buy a floor desk. I couldn't find any floor desks to buy in America. In Japan, there's plenty. And so I made my own. And it's... It's not pretty, but it works, right? I can't I can't stand on it. It can't support my weight, but it's working. I'm like, cool. Does it look good? No, but does it work? Yes. And if I made another floor desk, it would most likely look better and more aesthetically pleasing than the one I have now. So there we go. Well, now I'll tell the fun part of this podcast episode. So the fun part of this podcast episode is I recently did a voice acting thingamabobber. And I saved all of my attempts. There's five in total. And I want to talk to you about them. And I'm going to play them on this episode so you can hear the difference and what I worked on. But I do want to give a little bit of introduction. I play Final Fantasy XIV. And in Final Fantasy XIV, there are guilds. In this game, though, the guilds are called Free Companies. Additionally, in Final Fantasy XIV, there is camera mode where you can take the camera and you can take pictures of your avatar, other people's avatars that's in your group. You can do emotes, you can change the weather, you can change the lighting. It's it's a lot of stuff. And this is called G-Pose. There is a person in my free company. Their name is Axelia. They like taking a lot of G-Pose shots. And so Axelia did a G-Pose collaboration with another person. Their name is Amai. And made a lot of pictures. Actually then posted these pictures in our free company's Discord, along with story. And the story linked the pictures together. And there are seven parts of the story. I saw it. I'm like, you know... I want to make this story come alive. And so I did. And so from about January 20th to February 10th, I started the voice acting thing and I ended it. So it looks really good and we're going to listen to that. The story is called Retrieval. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's, come, let, let's make this come alive. I recorded a short sample from retrieval and i recorded it two ways one with a country draw like i wasn't gonna start a story at the end 
and one with just normal talking. Notice there's no inflections here, there's no music, there's no sound, there's no nothing. It's just a, a very rough draft. And it's like, hey, I'm trying to do this. Can you please tell me what your visions are for this? And so we are going to listen to them. This is the one with the country draw. So you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see... Choo, you don't start a story at the end. Amaya grabs his glass. I thought we'd best just explain it from there. Saves a lot of time. Plus, I wasn't going to start at the end, you gonk. Amaya retorted. No, 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 no. We gotta tell him this one properly. Let's start from the beginning. So... I called him and told him to meet by Skyscraper. Hours before. Late at night, Axie gave Amaya a call to rendezvous on one of the skyscrapers. As Amaya approached, Axie spoke. Hey, Chu, how's it going? Enjoying your break? She smiled wide. This better be good, Axie. Don't make me come all the way here just to keep you company on another brain-dead manhunt. Amaya, come on, Chum, don't be acting like that with your favorite gunrunner. Also, those are fun. I got a lead on what you're looking for. You got what? Are you sure? Very sure. It'll be quick, get in, grab it, get out. No one will even know we're there until we're long gone. Axie answers with a taunting grin. Feeling uneasy, Amai raised an eyebrow to her. Why do I have a feeling I'm not going like this? <laughs> It'll be fine, Shum. What could possibly go wrong? And as we made our way through the entry home, she turned to me and started speaking. And now, this is the one without the draw. So, you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see... Choon, you don't start a story at the end. Amaya grabs his glass. I thought we'd best just explain it from there. Saves a lot of time. Plus, I wasn't going to start at the end, you gonk. Amaya retorted. No, 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 no. We gotta tell him this one properly. <sighs> Let's start from the beginning. So, I called him and told him to meet by a skyscraper. Hours before. Late at night, Axie gave Amaya a call to rendezvous on one of the skyscrapers. As Amaya approached, Axie spoke, Hey, Chum, how's it going? Enjoying your break? She smiled wide. This better be good, Axie. Don't make me come all the way here just to keep you company on another brain-dead manhunt. Um, bye. Come on, Shum, don't be acting like that with your favorite gun runner. Also, those are fun. I got a lead on what you're looking for. Amai paused for contemplation. You got what? Are you sure? <laughs> Very sure. It'll be quick, get in, grab it, and get out. No one will even know we're there until we're long gone. Axie answers with a taunting grin. Feeling uneasy, Amai raised an eyebrow to her. Why do I have a feeling I'm not going to like this? 
It'll be fine, Chu. What could possibly go wrong? And as we made our way through the entry hall, she turned to me and started speaking. I sent this to Axelia. They got back to me with a good amount of notes. They said this was amazing, but it wasn't their vision, which is fine. I wanted to make their vision come alive. So they told me the voices were based off cyberpunk. This is based off the cyberpunk universe. And Amai is based off of V. And Axie is based off of Becca from Cyber Runner. So it's like, okay, cool. So between attempt one and attempt two, I was learning these voices. I was listening to V's voice lines and trying to figure out what I can do. In it, there's a bit of gravel, so I had to practice adding gravel to my voice. For Becca, I, I listened to it and I tried my best to distill some key elements of her voice. Because I'm a dude, I can't get her voice, so I tried my best to put emotion into her voice. Watching her moments in cyberpunk, I came to the conclusion that one, she talks in hate. Two... She makes implicit agreements with her friends. The agreement is, one, I will hurt you less than other people, and two, I won't shoot you. That's it. If she thinks someone's stupid, fuck you. She's going to tell you you're stupid. That's just how she is. Just got to live with it. We're going to listen to attempt two, and I want to bring your attention to other parts of this attempt. I say, I don't know why I say attempt. That's just what I have in here. As attempt, but anyway, one is I add an intro, and two is I uh, I'm adding sound effects. Again, I haven't done the voices for V or Becca. I haven't done any inflections. I haven't added emotions into their voices. Not yet. This was more of a hey. While I'm practicing V and and at, when I'm practice while I'm practicing Amai's and Axie's voice, let's try adding sound to this. So there's the introduction, there is the tank firing, and just sound effects basically is what I have added. Let's listen to attempt number two. Retrieval narrated by Inactive Fireball. Starring Axelia Dornala, the Viera, and Amaya Kanta, the Hure. Music and sounds are made by Kudo Senshin, Frolicking DP1, My Pants Fell Down, Daddy's Music, Tim, and Flooring Reichelt. All music and sounds are from pixabay.com freesound.org and tabletopaudio.com Written by Axelia Now presenting Retrieval
So, you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see. Oh, man, I, I, oh, man, I heard this. And I listened to it so, so many times. I was extremely satisfied and happy with the outcome of this. Even if there wasn't fancy voices, just dun 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 Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, it was so good. I loved it. I loved it all. I sent this to Axelia on Discord. They got back to me with, oh my god, this is amazing, thank you. And more notes, which is fine. They said, hey, the tank is not firing at them, but instead is firing at a bike that's made out of metal. It's like, oh, okay, so I read Retrieval again, paying more attention to what's going on, and that was correct. The tank fired at a bike. I was like, okay, cool. Now we get to attempt number three. Keep in mind that between attempts, probably two and three and one to two, most likely between attempts after attempt one and during attempt three. Sometimes I would listen to pixabay.com to just listen to soundscapes, listen to music, just listen to it and ask myself, would this fit? Oh, attempt number three. This is, I took Axelia's suggestions, applied them, and got more into part one. And you will notice that I added soundscapes for the skyscraper. I have added better sounds for the tank. I got rid of the intro because the intro would keep changing depending on what sounds I have included and I have not included. I realized it would be better to finish the main part of the main part of retrieval part one, then do the outro. Then I know all the music and sounds I've used. Then I can credit them in the intro. Got rid of the intro. Also, I have added voices. So this is V's voice. It's a little bit, it's not exactly like, this is Amai's voice. It's not exactly like V's, but I got the best I could. And then we have Becca's voice. You know, it's, uh, you know, you don't start a story at the end like that. I also added inflections. So when Axie says you don't start a story at the end, it's not you don't start a story at the end. But I physically moved my hands to be like, how are you this fucking stupid, Amai? You don't start a story at the end, you dumbass. And so how would that tran- how would that emotion and thought translate to body movement and inflection in the voice? One thing you will not hear in this attempt is how I recorded all of this. Attempt one was a simple, I'm just going to read this and we're going to see what happens. Attempt two was listening to music, asking myself, does this fit or does this not? Sounds, right? Trying to figure out sounds, trying, you know, looking up sounds. Would this sound fit? Would this sound not fit? And the voices. 
I knew that I didn't want to do a voiceover. I wanted to do voice acting, which meant adding emotion. Asked myself, how is the friendship between Amai and Axie? How is the emotional relationship between Amai and Axie? How does Axie talk? How does Amai talk? This led me to constantly listening to myself. I would either record voices in the morning or at night, and then I would listen to them the next recording session. I would record in the morning, then I would listen to them at night, or I would record at night and listen to them in the morning. This gave me a good headspace and allowed me to then go, what can I change? I would sometimes redo a voice multiple times. I would do the line and not and I would not feel that it worked or it clicked or it was there. Many times I recorded the line and then I started to change things. I changed the inflection or I changed the words that were emphasized. Because these are people. This is a story that somebody made up. And these are people with emotions. So keep in mind when you listen to this attempt that I spent a good amount of time re-recording these lines. Sometimes I'll spend about an hour on just two lines trying to get them correct. And when I say correct, there is no definition of correct. What I meant was it, it fits. I'll record the line and listen to him like, you know, this is good. This works. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Here is attempt three. Hey, wait up! She yelled. She dropped the cannon and ran to catch up, liberating her rifle from the bike as she did. The turret, rotating, could now be heard as it trained its gun on their position and fired. So you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see, Chum, you don't start a story at the end, Axie replied, cutting him off by putting her drink down. I thought we best just explain it from there. Saves a lot of time. Plus, I wasn't going to start at the end, you gonk, Amai retorted, grabbing his glass. No, 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 no. We gotta tell him this one. Properly. Let's start from the beginning. So, I called him and told him to meet by a skyscraper. Hours before. Late at night, Axie gave Amai a call to rendezvous on one of the skyscrapers. How's it going? You enjoying your break? Next was attempt four. This was everything. This was the start all the way to the end of part one. 
I did not include the intro or outro because that was part five, attempt five. What this, what attempt four introduces is the, all of it. <laughs> it, it doesn't, I guess you could say it, it doesn't really introduce things. Uh, yes, it does introduce things. I don't know why I'm saying. Yes, part four introduces the whole entire story from, hey, wait up, all the way to... And as we were making our way down the entry hall, she turned to me and started speaking. All of that. This was hard. Maybe not all the way hard. I had some difficulty with these lines. And I said them over and over and over again until I got what I enjoyed. For example, the line... No one will know we were there until we were long gone. I originally did it as no one would know we were there until we were long gone. I did this line over and over and over again until I came upon no one would even know we were there until we were long gone. Because that's what Becca is. Her emotions come out of her voice. Here is attempt number four. Hey, wait up! She yelled. She dropped the cannon and ran to catch up, liberating her rifle from the bike as she did. The turret, rotating, could now be heard as the train got on their position and fired. So you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see, June, you don't start a story at the end, Axie replied, cutting him off by putting her drink down. I thought we best just explain it from there. Saves a lot of time. Plus, I wasn't going to start at the end, you gonk, Amai retorted, grabbing his glass. No, 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 no. We gotta tell him this one. Properly. Let's start from the beginning. So, I called him and told him to meet by a skyscraper. Hours before. Late at night, Axie gave Amai a call to rendezvous on one of the skyscrapers. How's it going? You enjoying your break? <sighs> this better be good, Axie. Don't make me come all the way here just to keep you company on another brain dead manhunt. Oh, am I? Oh, 
Come on, Jules. Don't be acting like that with your favorite gunrunner. Also, those are fun. Her voice fell. Serious. I got a lead on what you're looking for. Am I? Paused. A while. You got what? Are you sure? Axie answers with a taunting grin. Very sure. It'll be quick. Get in, grab it, get out. No one would even know we were there until we were long gone. Feeling uneasy. Amai raised an eyebrow to her. Why do I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy this? Axie chuckled. (laughs) It'll be fine, June. What could possibly go wrong? And as we made our way through the entry hall, she turned to me and started speaking. And that's pretty good, right? I, all the lines were where I wanted it. The interactions were how I wanted it. It was great. Now I just had to add the intro and outro. I got rid of the rock. I really liked the rock opening from attempt number two, but since this is based on the cyberpunk universe, I needed something more sci-fi-like. I started with the outro because I was going to add music to the outro. And that had to be credited in the intro. So I got the outro. I was like, you know, this sounds pretty damn good. And then I added the intro. While recording the intro, I had to constantly tell myself to slow down. As I was reading all the names, I would speed up and speed up and speed up. Because I was like, if I speed up, I would get I would get this over faster. I had to stop myself and mentally tell myself after every person's name to slow down and pause. Reading the intro, I had to reread the intro a good like three, four, five, six times until I got it to a point where I was satisfied. And then I had to move the intro around to make it sound good with the music. Once it did, I added the intro. I made it. I made a new Audacity project. I added the intro, and I put it in the middle, and then I put in the outro. And now we have attempt number five, the final attempt of part one. Presenting Retrieval Part One, written by Axel Dornala. Voices and narration by Darren Hona. All music and sounds are made by Al Sub. Animation Isaac. Daddy's Music. Darren Hona. Deleted user 220466. Duck Duck Pony. Florine Reichelt. Grand Project. Ewan Plays. J.I. My Pants Fell Down. Owlish Media. Shiden Beats Music. Sim Kiot. Skull Smasher. Stringer Bell, Tim, and Twisterium. 
All music and sounds can be found at pixabay.com, freesound.org, and tabletopaudio.com. Now presenting Retrieval Part 1. Hey, wait up! She yelled. She dropped the cannon and ran to catch up, liberating her rifle from the bike as she did. The turret, rotating, could now be heard as the train got on their position and fired. So you're probably wondering how we got here. Well, you see, June, you don't start a story at the end, Axie replied, cutting him off by putting her drink down. I thought we'd best just explain it from there. Saves a lot of time. Plus, I wasn't going to start at the end, you gonk, Amai retorted, grabbing his glass. No, 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 no. We gotta tell him this one. Properly. Let's start from the beginning. So, I called him and told him to meet by a skyscraper. Hours before. Late at night, Axie gave Hamai a call to rendezvous on one of the skyscrapers. Hey, Chum. How's it going? You enjoying your break? <sighs> this better be good, Axie. Don't make me come all the way here just to keep you company on another brain-dead manhunt. Oh, am I? So, those are fun. Her voice fell. Serious. I got a lead on what you're looking for. Am I? Paused. A while. You got what? Are you sure? Axie answers with a taunting grin. Very sure. It'll be quick. Get in, grab it, get out. No one would even know we were there until we were long gone. Feeling uneasy. Amai raised an eyebrow to her. Why do I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy this? Axie chuckled. <laughs> It'll be fine, June. What could possibly go wrong? And as we made our way through the entry hall, 
She turned to me and started speaking. We hope you have enjoyed this reading of Retrieval Part 1, written by Axelia Dornala, starring Darren Hona for voices and narration. Music and sounds can be found at pixabay.com, freesound.org, and tabletopaudio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for part two. I hope from listening to this, it helps maybe someone here realize that it's not always you do it the first time and it's perfect. And it's not always you do it the second time and it's perfect. There's always iterations to being creative. And it's going to take time. Being creative takes mental energy, just like logical thinking. And one person can only be doing it for so long. For some people, they can do it longer. For some people, they can't. And that's fine. You are you. As I said near, I think, the beginning, I started this project around, I don't know, January 18th or 19th. And I delivered the final part the final attempt to Axelia on February 10th. This took me a little bit over a month to do. And I was not doing this every day. There were some days where I did not want to do this. And so I didn't. I played Final Fantasy. I played a different game. I did something else. Not voice acting. I'm not getting paid for this. I want to do it because I enjoy it. And I don't want to drive this into the ground and think to myself, I don't want to do this anymore because I just don't. I don't know. But I really hope if you're listening to this, my good viewer... That you take the message of, we all start out somewhere, and just because our first attempt is bad, it doesn't mean we will always be bad. Have fun with whatever you're doing. That's the goal, is to have fun. Don't rush yourself, because if you rush yourself, you can make mistakes. When you are doing a project, spend enough time on it. Go slow enough where you are proud with the end result. With this thing, with attempt five that you heard, I am very proud of what I did. I am happy and I love it. And I will totally send it to the rest of the world because it was great. I hope from listening to this, you might feel a bit better about starting something. You might have the motivation to start something and understand that, yeah, it's probably not going to look the best when you start. 
And that's okay, because we all start somewhere. (sighs) My mom always said this to me, and I'm going to say it now. We crawled before we learned to walk, and we walked before we learned to run. The only difference is, unfortunately, life is hitting you and bludgeoning you when you try to do something. It wants you to stay in line, keep in your little box, and don't do anything. Yet when we're babies, we're encouraged. Well, I encourage you to try something new. I encourage you to pick up that book, to pick up that pen, to pick up that pencil, to start typing and learning programming. I don't give a fuck what it is, but I encourage you to do whatever you want to do. Follow your passions. No, no, fuck, no. Follow your creativity. Follow your curiosity. And you don't have to dedicate five hours a day to this. You don't have to really dedicate one hour a day. Listen to your body. If you were trying to do art in a certain way and now you are done with that, go do art a different way. If you don't want to do art, then stop. Be creative differently. Do metalworking, woodworking. Be a blacksmith. I don't care. But it's okay to try something and not like it. I know there's like so many messages in here. Like, Darren, Jesus fucking Christ, get to the point. I encourage you to do what you want. And I want to let you know it's going to take time. And please do not compare yourself to somebody who's done what you're doing for many more years than you are right now. That's it. That's it. The main point of this podcast was to show you, was to have you listen to the progress of my voice acting attempts from attempt one to attempt five. And let you know that it took quite a bit of time. If you got something out of this, let me know. Thank you all so very much for listening. Love you all, and see you all next time. Bye-bye.